cool. Alrighty, I found an app. Um, sounds like we're ready. All right, let's do it. Sure. All right, cool. So like, so, so the name of the game is that like you need help applying this event. So I, my mentor only, my mentor used to always tell me with anything I wanted to do, it's three questions that I need to ask. It's what, how, or what, who, and how. What do I want? What is it going to take to make that happen? Who do I need to make that happen? That specialized in the things that I can't do, and how do I add value then to them to get them to do what I want them to do? See what I'm saying? Yeah. So what? We're gonna start with the what. What type of event are you trying to throw? Um, I mean, it's really just a, a party in our area because um, SF San Francisco is like it's like a 30 minute drive, and my yeah. buddy and I have been, have been gaming there. But it just comes down to logistics, and not many people are up to make that big trip, right? Yep. So we've been going out more in our area and seeing better results yep. as far as people being interested in coming to this event. So it's really just um, something that we'd like to do more regularly. But uh, for this one, we, we want it to be really good. You're trying to throw a regular container event, basically. That's right. But, I mean, this, this first one, we obviously wanted to go off, right? Okay, yeah, so this is, you, so this is your first event? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Sweet. Um, so then the first question is, who's your, so like, who's your target market demographic? That would be um, girls in our area. So, it's gonna be good. so I mean, but like, I mean, like, what I mean by that is that like, what are their interests? Oh, okay. What are, they in, what are their interests? What are they into? What do they care about? I mean... I don't know that we could narrow it down. Maybe maybe that's a closed-minded way of thinking, but I just imagine that they'd be into partying and you know they like going out. They're fun. So the reason the reason I ask is that what do the girls care about is sure. the fact of like everyone has their own individual self-interest. Like if you are say if you're gay for whatever reason, you're not going to be interested in, you know, maybe so a straight person because that's not going to really match the straight person might not be interested in you, but you might be interested in them. So there's going to be a mismatch in terms of you trying to get compliance from that person. You need to make it as easy as possible for someone to do what you want them to do. The more barriers to entry that you make for that person, the harder it is for them to go ahead and comply. So you want to break down those barriers so it's easier for you and it's easier for them to be able to take, it's easier for you to get them to comply, it's easier for them to comply. So your target market demographic is you want women, first off, but like what's their age range? What are their hobbies? What are their interests? Because an 18-year-old girl and a 30-year-old woman do not have the same interests. There mm -hmm. might be some overlap, but it's going to be, it's it's not much. Right. You know? Because a lot of people can like like you going oh we just want everybody is just like a marketer saying we're marketing to everybody sure you know that's bullshit <laughs> right okay well we definitely want younger girls I mean like then I don't focus on focus on college girls focus on college. Okay. what's the nearest university nearest you I mean damn nearest university probably uh, the junior college <laughs> near our house okay so you got okay. If you, so you're gonna target a lot of you, you're gonna target a lot of your like um, ads to the to the junior college that's near your area. That's one way that you're directly gonna promote. The other thing you're gonna do is you're gonna reach out directly on Instagram and you're gonna DM. Mm. It's, it goes down in the DM. It hey. goes down in the DM. Ah. Right. So what you're gonna do is like you're gonna like message girls through, through direct messenger, 
and you're also gonna message girls on message girls on Facebook. As you message them, and you send your message, the ones that respond back, what you're gonna want them to do is they need to follow you, and they need to follow you, and they need to like like a picture or whatever to get access to the event. Okay. Okay. That's gonna be directly in the first message. So and they, so the reason you're doing that is because Instagram has this algorithm where like if they like a piece of your content, they're gonna see more of your content because they've liked it. If they don't like your shit, they're not going to see more of it. Mm-hmm. So you want you want to follow and you want to like. Um, okay. You also want their other social media. So like you want their Snapchat because those are platforms that they are already on and it's native to them. So when you get their Snapchat, it's a passive way for you to be able to go ahead and market to them, right? You also want to get their phone number because you're looking for. Remember how I remember how I used to teach about that you want multiple ways of getting in touch. You just don't want the best way of getting in touch with the person because right. say they don't answer their phone and you have no other way to reach them. So then you're stuck waiting for that person to respond. But if you have their social media, if you have their phone number, you have their email. And I'm just using email as a really terrible example because who checks their fucking email at that age anymore? Mm-hmm. But this is a way for you to directly keep in touch with them. Sure. You know that their attention is on Snapchat. Their attention is on Instagram. Their attention is on Facebook. Now you can reach out to those people and you can message them directly. So it's very easy. Sure. So okay. you can, you're going to direct DM those people as you direct DM those people. You're going to also run a, run a marketing campaign on the back end to help you. Cause that's going to build a lot of the excess traffic that you need, right? You're going to be releasing content um, about the events all the way until the day of the event to build a lot of hype and build a lot of awareness. You wanna build a lot of excitement for it. Because if you don't build a lot of hype and anticipation and excitement for the event, you're really gonna have a problem with able to show up. Mm-hmm. You need okay. to be looking at the weather, you need to be looking at the weather for when you're planning the event and if there's any type of really big events that are nearby in your geographic vicinity that you would compete with. Because the problem with this being your first event is that it's not familiar to your consumer and because it's not familiar to your consumer, they have no incentive to give a shit and to show up. Think about it like, I want to give you an analogy of because uh, guys always tend to like be like attractions, everything, right? So let's equate this to <laughs> game. Let's let's compare apples to apples. You're trying to get her to have sex with you, and she's like, uh, and you're like, hey, or that girl like really likes you. She wants to sleep with you. She goes, hey, you know, come down this super dark alley, and because I want to talk to you, whatever. And like the dark alley is like hella, hella sketchy. Right. It looks like one of those like those alleys that are in the really bad movie sets with like the bad films where it's like, it's got that weird running kind of water. It looks like it's in the back alley of like Detroit or Chicago somewhere where like, it'd be like Italians that would mug you with shit. <laughs> and they'd be like, be like hey, who's this, who this fucking wise guy over here? Who's this, this fucking guy? Who's this guy? Right? So they come and they want to beat the shit out of you. And then you're like, well, what, you know, how, how do I, uh, like, how do I, um, what's the word for it? How do I, uh, there's a word I'm looking for. Like, you're like, you're like, what am I, you're like, how do I run from these people? Like, how do I get out of here? And because you don't feel safe, you probably wouldn't enter that alleyway. No matter how much you like that girl, you would not enter the alleyway because of the fact that you're scared. Sure. Right? So you're not comfortable. Well, you're not comfortable because you're not familiar with her. And you're not familiar because you have, you've only been exposed to her one or two times. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I want you to think about that's exactly the same way how shit happens with a party. Okay. So there's a term in, there's a term in advertising called mere exposure effect, or, or they call it like getting sticky. And getting sticky is basically, uh, they did a study where they were looking at Tylenol and they were like, you need to see Tylenol three to seven times before you have a headache and you go, think Tylenol. Right. Right. So if you know that's the case, that 
it takes three to seven times for you to like think about Tylenol or to keep seeing it for you to go, oh, I have a headache, I should go take it, then if you're running an event and this is your first event, you see how it, your numbers are not going to be as big as they would be if you're running consistent, continuous events? For sure. And it's because people don't know you. They're right. not familiar with you, right? I mean, that's to be expected, I think. Because it's our first event. Yeah. Going back downtown? You go back yeah, to the yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm rolling with okay. you. Yeah, ask real quick because I was like, dude, that's just like. Oh, yeah, because I'm like, hey, if there's any, like, one extra fucking skin, I'm like, that makes my life so easy to yeah, just, like, go. Oh. Um. But, uh, so, like, uh, just, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay, so, so, uh. We were talking about lack of yeah, familiarity. Lack of familiarity with your events. Okay, so, like, you want to add as many MacGuffins to your event as possible to make sure the girls want to show up. Because, like, you really right, don't okay. give a shit about dudes showing up, you care about girls. So you need MacGuffins that they're going to care about. So what, what the girls care about is shit like this. They care they care about, like, handbags, anything that has to do with, like, nails or makeup. So if you can get any type of, like, corporate sponsorship or some local yeah. business to, like, just, that wants to get exposure for their shit and just reach out and say, hey, we're going to give away free makeup bags or whatever else, whatever you show up tonight. Girls are going to be, like, hella down. Why? Because they're getting something free that they naturally enjoy and they give a shit about, mm-hmm. right? So that's exactly uh, that's what's super convenient about like when you like have MacGuffins in place that people give a shit about. Could we go over quickly some good MacGuffins? I missed a section in there. Okay, so good MacGuffins for girls to show up are like like YouTubers, right? Because they're like very trendy. They're very trendy right now. Um, if they're having a professional photographer, those things are gonna like help to get girls to show up. If you're a professional videographer for like video recap, that's gonna work really well for them. If you have makeup giveaways, any type of like uh, like goodie bags for like um, any type of like pop and nail polish, any pop and lipstick, any pop, any type of pop and like makeup, any like eyebrow curlers or whatever stuff that's gonna be useful for girls that they would give a shit about. So like when we did the white party, we did a uh, giveaway for with Nick's Cosmetics. That was specifically just for the girls because we knew if we said Nick Cosmetics because it was trending at the time, we knew girls were gonna be like. Mixed cosmetics and like would pretty much be trying to like beat our asses if they didn't get a bag. Right. That's hilarious. Right? Yeah, that's fantastic. So so then we themed it and we made an all white party. Why? Because everyone owns white. It's like very easy to get a hold of shit like that for a party. Mm -hmm. And when you theme it, it gives girls an extra reason to go out because they can get dressed up for something. And white parties are like kind of like few and far between. Summer, white parties are really, really good to do because it's, you know, I think it's like, like we're kind of like right before like Labor Day and shit. So. Mm People are going to fuck with that. If you do any kind of like beach theme or like, you know, yoga theme. So say you make the party like a yoga theme party and girls come in like yoga pants. Then what you should do is like reach out to a brand like Lululemon or some other smaller upstart or whatever. Or like some kind of like Kate Hudson. Find a brand ambassador. Reach out to them and get like some free shit. Because you get some free shit from them. What are they going to do? Girls are going to be more likely to fucking show up. Mm. Because you're giving them exactly what it is they want. Girls getting free leggings or getting free fucking like yoga pants. They're down for that shit. Right. Right? Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, so what you're going to want to do in terms of your marketing, you want to collaborate with, like, two or three, like, other people that have huge networks of people. So you're looking for social connectors. 
when we did that white party, we, what we did was we used social, we, I used, um, if I wanted very specific girls to show up to a party, I realized I had to collaborate with people who had the same downline or the same demographics as girls as I did with good brands. Because I was going to rely on someone else's trust and familiarity to get the girls that didn't know me to show up, even though I may have had their numbers. Mm. Because if she's the, if that girl's getting hit up by me, another promoter who she knows, and the promoter she knows, she's getting social proof. And that social proof is going to make her want to go do something. It's, she's a lot more likely to show up because how do you go see a movie? Your friends tell you about, oh, you should go see this film. And it's what? Three to five of your friends told you about this film. You kept hearing about it. Then you saw it. You're like, dude, I probably should go see this shit because like, all my friends keep talking about it and it must be fucking good. Right. So you're going to do the same thing with collaborating with promoters or like gay guys or whoever has that like demographic growth that you want. And because you say you're reaching out to those girls and like you know them as well, then like you reaching out, him reaching out because they trust him more gives you the trust and the credibility so now they're a lot more likely to show up right okay cool um now kind of to that point um i don't know that i necessarily have these people in my life already um, the thing is you probably do you probably just are not aware of like looking at who they are that's okay. always the problem people always tend to go like oh i don't have any connections i don't know anybody and i'm like yeah you know a lot of people the thing you need to do is you need to figure out like who, who either already knows you, who you know, like go through your network and like look for people that are like either promoters. I mean, look for promoters in your like local area or whatever that might be promoters or like any type of like local venue that you already go to. Mm-hmm. Look for look for someone who has a lot of friends on fucking Facebook in that local area or whatever and then tell them you're doing a fucking event and then collaborate with them. That's just going to work. Why? Because they have a fucking network. Remember, your network is their network. Value your arbitrage. Right. Give them something they want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of what else that's going to be useful for you. So you know you you go and you you know and you get a you go and you get a flyer an actual flyer made. So you hire someone on Fiverr to do that or Upwork. That's a cheap way to get flyers done. You hi- also hire someone on there, or whatever that can do like either a video or photo, and then they can do like the, the pre and post production for that shit. Okay. Hey. You can even hire someone to make like a quick marketing video because that's going to help you seem like someone. Oh, we're all leaving. Oh, it's oh, there's an actual spot. There's an actual spot. Oh yeah, yes. There's an actual spot for me to go in the Uber. That's what I was asking about. Because when you said you didn't know, I was like, you said we're all going. I'm like, okay, so we're all going. I'm like, uh. Oh yeah, no, they were saying we got to head up. Yeah, we're all going. Okay. Oh. But like. Those are, so, you have to give the person what they want. You have to, everyone is, like, solely interested in themselves. Like, if you don't give them what they want, you, what you want, your wants don't matter. Sure. At all. So, like, the question is this. What do you, uh, you say you don't know any of these people, these promoters. Like, the thing is, you need to look them up. You can look them up on social media. Look at, like, San Francisco promoters. Mm-hmm. For people that have, like, huge lists. You know, right? Because anyone that's got a huge list, just someone to reach out to. If it's a gay guy with a huge list, that's like game over, dude. Any gay guy that's got a huge following of a bunch of fucking female friends, you need to be finding those type of dudes on social and reaching out to. Them. Okay, so I find them on social. Yeah. Dude, like look, look at the hashtags for like the local college or whatever. Look at the hashtags for like that are local to your community or whatever. And as you look for those local hashtags. You're going to find people. 
under right. those hashtags that meet that they live in your local vicinity and you can look at their numbers and just reach out to them to do okay like i said it goes down the dm and then also right. you can you can directly like go ahead and like comment on their shit what i do is i direct dm and i comment on their actual like um their picture because as i do that like i'm getting their attention in two ways which allows for me to, to if, if if they don't see the dm they see the comments and they're a lot more likely to respond to the comment mm-hmm because promoters do this, but they always fuck up because they end up spamming the girls, and they, the girls just don't care because they're not giving any fucking value. They think that club is valuable, but value is arbitrary. Value, like, valuable to whom? Because mm-hmm. this girl has, like, you know, if she's used to, like, if she's always used to someone offering her value in that way, then the value that you're giving isn't scarce, and the very nature of value is that it's scarce. And if it is scarce, yeah, that argument, yeah, I knew she wasn't paying attention. I was like, shit. Um, the nature of value is, is that, like, if it's not scarce, it's not valuable. When it's too readily available and too abundant, it loses its market value. So mm-hmm. if it loses its market value, then you're basically, like, you have to find something else that person cares about, and that's where you add the value at. That's why it's arbitrary. It's, it, it's contextual depending on the person and their experiences. Okay. Um, what else? What else do I know about? Okay. Well, I I do have a few questions um, on the things we've already talked about. So okay. I'm gonna direct DM and comment um, on not only girls in our area, but also some of these social promoters. connectors in our area, promoters in our area as well. So, so the way Malcolm Gladwell describes it was so Malcolm Gladwell, uh, his book The Tipping Point, which is one of my favorites. Uh, he talks about there's three laws for creating epidemics, which is basically making shit go viral. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, his laws are context, the law of the few, and the last one was, uh, yeah, context, the law of the few, and stickiness factor. So uh, the, law of the, the law of the few is basically about within any community, a lot of, uh, well, we make, the, we make a huge mistake with, um, like, okay, we make the huge mistake of shit like this. We go to a party and we go, oh, you know, you know, the people that invited everyone to this party is like 15 people. And it's like realistic. It may have only been five people that invited most of the people that are in this party to this party. But 15 are taking the credit for it. Mm. Because there, there's like five people that have the juice and have the brand at scale. And everyone knows who they are already. So they probably got the invite from that person that they trust. And they didn't really respond to your text or even care. What happened was is that they responded. They should have responded to. Uh, they should have responded to. Uh, they responded to that person that has the brand already. Right. If they responded to that person. You're just kind of like benefiting from it, from like talking, from like being around them. And it's not even really like realistic, real. So like, say you look at a promoter of a nightclub. They got 20 promoters. Five are doing all the work. And, like, the other 10 are just riding off of the brand of that promoter because they're all in the same kind of space. And so, basically, the, the other 10 aren't really all that fucking useful. So, the principle is based off of a, called the 80-20 rule, what they call Prado's principle, which is 80% of the work or 80% of the results come from 20% of the effort. So, if 20% of the effort is all it takes for 80% of the type of results that you're experiencing, that tells me that if I have an employee, a team of 400 people, it's probably only 40 people within that community or within an organization that actually is driving all our revenue. Mm. 40% of my clients are, you know, 20% of my clients are driving 80% of my revenue. 
20% of my employees are fucking, it, it all is, you know, 80-20. Right. So when I realized that, I was like, oh, I don't need a bunch of people to make an event pop. I need the fucking right people. I need, like, you know, connectors, mavens, and salespeople. Because mavens are information specialists, and they help people solve their problems. They're useful as shit. They know exactly who you should reach out to to have your, like, handle your problem. Connectors, they know a lot of people. That's their value. And then salespeople are just people that have, like, the gift of gabbing and persuade you to go do shit. And when you want to create epidemics, you need those people. So, like, mavens are people uh, that they're kind of, like, their inherent value is, like, they're, they're people that go against uh, trends. They go, they prefer to create their own. And people like that you need because people look at them and assume cool factor to those people because of the fact that, you know, they're tastemakers. They're real tastemakers. Connectors just know a lot of fucking people. So they have a lot of awareness on them because they know so many fucking people. Right? Mm-hmm. And then salespeople, because they're so fucking persuasive, they're just the good old fashioned salespeople that like that spread that spread your word of mouth epidemic to a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So you need all you need all three of those layers. Mm-hmm. Connectors. So you find female connectors, they know a bunch of other girls. You find gay guys that are connectors. You find uh you know, I always say like so mavens are like kind of like value connectors. So these are people that have like like you know nice homes, nice cars. Um, at, like what they do is they have access to shit that you normally wouldn't have access to normally. That either could be money, or that could be like individual resources or knowledge that is scarce. So they have access to scarce resources. That's what makes them valuable. The last one, and 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 also by their inherent nature of you being around them is what makes them valuable. So say like you're around Bill Gates. Everyone thinks you're cool as shit because you're hanging out with Bill Gates. It's the brand association. If you're around a good-looking guy, everyone thinks you're cool because you have a good-looking friend, right? The mm-hmm. so same shit. And then just salespeople, you know, the people that are, like, great conversationalists that naturally have this, like, ease and likability about them or whatever. They're great salespeople. People want to be around them. You know, they make people laugh or whatever. They, they have great communication skills. Mm-hmm. I understand. Right? Yeah. So stickiness factor. That's why, yeah, like I said, mirror exposure. You want to use someone that's naturally familiar. You see why? Do you see why I said mavens, connectors, and then salespeople? Because these people naturally have attention on them already, and people trust them. They won't trust you, so you collaborating with them, you get the trust automatically from being around them. So you don't have to go do the work of building up. So you may know some girls, but they probably know those same girls too. Right. Got it. Anything else? Um, so then, as far as as far as taking this high level kind of bl- a blueprint of getting these connectors, getting the mavens, getting the salespeople, what I, how that informs my action now is that I should kind of dig through the list of social. people that I already know. Yeah, and... then go to social once you've exhausted that list. Okay. And now when I go to social, what am I actually DMing these people? Even just the people that I already know, how yeah. do I approach them in the way where it aligns their goals with my goals? Like I said, so what you do is you like you go in and you lead off you lead off with like adding value. So like you have your event or whatever and you have you like you talk about like you have this event or whatever, you have it's you have this regular event or whatever that you just want to invite them to or whatever, like whatever your message is going to be. And like they go, okay. So usually what I do is I always say like, hey, I'm like I'm you know I'm Jay with BS and Entertainment. 
Um, what we are is we're an event planning company, and we plan these events with like regularity. Um, and basically, what I said to them, I was like, um, uh, what we can do. I was like, I'm like, we also have these monthly events, or like we have these regular events. I can keep you in the loop of whatever's going on in town. So when I say keep you in the loop of what's going on in town, it directly implies that I know of what's good going on in town. And most people want to be kept in the loop. They want to be updated with news of what's going on in the city to give them something to do. Okay. And when you do that, there are people going to be like, oh, we're down for sure. I'm, I'm cool with that. That's dope. The ones that don't respond doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter at all. So the ones who are like, okay, cool. I'm down with that. They respond back to you. They say that. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, and then what you do is, you know, be like, you know, um, you give a justified reason. Oh, I, you know, I'm, I don't like, uh, I don't like people that are usually around me that, uh, that always just ask for shit without giving anything in return. So like, I'm always curious because like, I have a huge network and I'm always looking at how I can help people. How can I help you? Once you ask that question of how can you help them or like, what are they into? They start opening up. I go into every business meeting and that's the same shit that I ask. I go, look, I want to make this meeting effectively short and I want to make sure it works out in your favor. How can I help you? Absolutely. And then immediately they just start fucking opening up, telling me how I can solve their fucking problems. And it, it saves me both time having to qualify. It saves me time having to qualify what my value is to them. Because nobody really gives a shit about my value. They only give my value in regards to how it helps them. So if I can just cut, break down the barrier, then I can just go, well, how can I help you? Get it? No, I, I totally got it. I'm just writing down now. I'm here because I don't like being around people that just take value. Dude, you're like I you're literally you're literally like overthinking this and basically okay. <laughs> you're just all you're doing is you are giving them a justification to tell you how you can help them so then you can find out how you directly add value to them. That's ah, you, okay. That's all you're doing. You're like, you're basically going like, yo, dude, I'm just curious because of X, Y, Z reason. Because, because you have two feet. Because it's fucking yellow in the sky. Because, <laughs> because, 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 because. Sure. But you're justifying like, it, which will increase the chances of them kind of yeah, going St with it. Stanley Milgram, 1945, New York City subway. 1985, New York City subway test. When he wanted to get compliance from people, he gave them a reason for why he needed to, to, to get the compliance. He was asking participants for their seat. People did not want to give up their seat at all. He was able to reverse it where a lot of people gave up their seats and very small percentage said no. And how he did it was adding a justification, a reason for why he needed the seat. Do you mind if I have that seat because I have a leg, my leg hurts? Do you mind if I have that seat because I have a nose? Do you mind if I have a seat because? And people would give up the seat just, just because there was a reason behind it. Mm. Oh, 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 you need this seat because you have a nose? Not a problem. <laughs> See, this is why I say, like, people need to understand fundamental psychology because, like, they don't understand, like, why I do what I do and why I'm so manipulative. And I'm like, it's because of a background in fucking social psych. Right. That was what my game was always so manipulative is because of that. It wasn't the gospel of Jay. It was actual science. Well, I, I think any good communication or persuasion strategy has to be by default based on psychology or it's just fucking points it's just like you're like mentally masturbating right cool so i'm going to message these people and add value them add value to them in a way where it's actually that's, that's relevant based on what they want right it's going to be based off that response i'm here because you know i, I really respect people who 
can add value um, instead of just take it all the time. So I want to know how can I actually help you? And then they're going to respond with some something like, oh, I'm, I well, really am this. into this. Well, honestly, you just say this. Be like, honestly, I feel really guilty inviting you to this and not asking, how can I help you? What are you, what are you into, man? Tell me a little about yourself. Whatever. Like, literally, it's funny. When I say, oh, I'm, I feel really guilty because my mom taught me about that. Oh, oh I feel so this because. It, like, the name of the game is because. It does not... It really doesn't matter. The more believable the justification is, the better it works. But when you literally just go like, yo, man, I'm curious. How can I, I'm curious how I can help you because like just because if you literally like, can you imagine like I dare, I dare you to do that and watch people still respond and go, okay, cool, man. And they don't even ask what the actual because is. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great fucked up i know yeah super manipulative god <laughs> people like what you th- you think i'm a fucking socialist right <laughs> you're an altruist like <laughs> i just know i just like i just know the most machiavellian thing is being nice right roi positive no i love that quote the most machiavellian thing you can do is be genuinely kind to people yeah and like that sounds so counterintuitive, and it sounds like a, like a, a counter argument. It's like no, no, it's the same. You really just don't get it. Right. No, that's that's fantastic. Um, I don't have too much experience adding value to people. Um, and then, so so what I mean by that is that I've never you, what you've specifically done is you spent the majority of your time fucking doing dumbass cold approach. Right. No, of that's course I'm completely yep. off of that now, but um. I just haven't had that much experience just adding value. So then I, I guess my 90, question is... 90% how, of your game should literally just be adding value. Okay, yeah. That's what builds your social circle. Mm. Nobody gets who just like, how is it, Jay, that you do all these events? I'm like, how do you get access to all this shit? I'm like, it's because I give value. The more value that you give, the more I'm conditioning you to see Jay as valuable. Hmm. And because of the nature of reciprocity, when I give, you feel obligated to do something for me. I'm spending an hour of my time on the like like on the phone with you right now, having a discussion about this. Technically, I get nothing out of this besides the content, but it brokers goodwill between me and you. Second, it builds my brand at scale. Right. Third, it makes me an authority on this shit <laughs> socially. So like, like there's no there's no I don't lose at all here simply just because i'm getting the content and on top of that at some point i'm gonna need a favor and i'll have and i'll be i'll be able to call it in and you will be like yeah you've done so much for me not a problem mm-hmm. that's my point absolutely okay so once once i'm adding value to these people then that's when i'm gonna ask hey um do you know are there is there anyone in your circle that you think would also want to come to this exactly okay yep because now you're getting them to get invested and invite their fucking social circle which means your party's getting bigger the best thing you can do is always literally be like yeah feel feel free to bring your friends we want to grow this because like i said oh feel feel free to bring your friends because (laughs) we Mm want to grow this feel free to bring your friends because we're we're just social people because we're very family and stuff. whatever. Like whatever your fucking excuse is, 
just so that you can condition them to bring their friends, that means that they're basically becoming your chief evangelist. Mm. Especially when asking, when you when the when you've given value and then you go for the ask, it makes it even easier to get the compliance. Right. I understand that. Okay, cool. I have a I have a much better sense of how to message these people. Um we chatted a little bit about the alcohol and the brand, you know, like getting these brands to kind of sponsor it in a way by giving giving the free shit, right? Um yeah. I would what I would do is I would go I would probably go to smaller local businesses first instead of going to bigger brands because of the fact that I don't think you're gonna have the balls to go and like directly hit up a brand and be like, yo, da 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 and like and straight up and straight up hit them up. So Well I definitely want to work up to it for sure. Yeah, that's my point. Most yeah. people always end up working up to it, so I just go look. Because most people like do not just they're like they're afraid to they're afraid to like go and kind of finesse that. So it's much easier to start with smaller companies, like smaller alcohol upstarts or whatever, and reach out to their person that like specifically does that. And as long as you can put together um, enough of a reel that shows some proof of fucking content or proof of traffic or whatever that, mm. then that's all you have to do, you know? So what you do is you go reach out to them, you reach out to enough people, if it doesn't work, call me back, and okay, what were the, what'd you get? What were the responses? What was the common email things that you got? Okay, cool, perfect. Now we know you tweak your email a little bit more and you're gonna find the one that fucking hits. And like I said, it goes back to it goes back to DMs again. Right. Because you can reach people directly through the fucking DM. You can also reach through them on you reach to them on Inc on LinkedIn. Okay. It's so accessible to like reach out to people that usually were like super closed off. Just through LinkedIn is what you're talking about? Yeah, because of Instagram, like the world is flat now. <laughs> I like that line. Okay, cool. And then, I mean, I'll, I'll probably even go on Upwork and, and look for someone to kind of draft this email to this brand ambassador. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then the best part about Upwork is that you don't even fucking pay them. You don't even pay them until it actually just results. Right. Awesome. And I can create the flyer as well. Um, oh, I mean, as far as the venue, we were just going to have it at my buddy's place. And he has an apartment. Um, it's, I mean, it's not huge, but it's not super small. I mean, it's just kind of kind of average, I guess. So You're going to have to find a way to sell. You have to find a way to sell it. Women do give a shit about aesthetic. I always tell guys, I'm like, if you don't have a house, you need to fucking find someone that has a dope house and value arbitrage so then you can get the house. Because, like, the, the bigger and more elaborate that you can make it, the easier it is to get people to show up. Whenever you do really small shit, you just, if you do small, intimate shit, you got to find a way to make it even, you got to find a way to make it bigger to make it look cool. Because if the aesthetic looks really cool, then a lot more people are going to be down to do it. That's all, that's one of the things I've learned with, like, any type of, like, brand activation or whatever, any, like, any type of event. If I if it, if we make it more of a thing, it just it's so much easier to get girls involved and down to go. Cause decor does mean a lot. Like we would think the aesthetic doesn't mean shit, but it actually does to women. Mm -hmm. Especially in terms of getting them to show up, because you know how it works. If you can't get the girls to show up, dudes ain't gonna fucking show up. Right. And then just no one shows up, and you don't even have a party. Exactly. No, right. and I see a lot of people they they really end up forgetting that, and I'm like, no, dude, like. 
you need to make sure that you fucking remember specifically that you need really attractive girls to make the party seem a lot seem dope as shit. You also need good looking dudes to keep the girls happy. Because if there's not enough of those and it's just too many fucking girls, they're gonna be like, you know, we're done. We're out. Mm-hmm. I see that shit so often. Whenever you go to like a club and it's like too many girls and it's not enough dudes, girls get mad and they fucking dip. They need to stay at the table. And I'm like, I don't blame them. There's no dick here. And the dick that's there is ugly as shit. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that's how it how it is. Oh yeah. Dude, promoters promoter tables, you most promoters are fat. Most promoters are fat, ugly, and like whack. <laughs> like they all look like your fucking dad. So that's and I hear the I hear girls literally say this shit all the time. They're like, he looks like my dad. What the fuck? Uh, and I it's funny because I'll, like girls will literally be like, they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, honestly, like a lot older than you think. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I'm a lot older than you think. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, I'm serious. They're like, how old? And I'm like, 28. They're like, what the fuck? And they're always surprised the fact that I'm like 28 because I look like I look like I'm, I look like a child. I have a baby face, <laughs> but I also eat really well and I'm lean as shit, so I don't look fucking fat. Sure. I mean, we, you and I both know what that's like. I've been, I've been, people have been thinking I was fucking six, eight years younger than I actually am for like years and years. For a long time. A long time. See, the thing is, I'm cool with that, but it's just most people don't really know. They really don't get it. They literally just think like, oh, you know, you're just this. And I crack up because I'm like, I'll let you think that, but it's not the truth in any way, shape or form. Right. (laughs) That's Um, great. But let's, let's, let's really go and focus what what are the questions that you have? Because my phone's at 4%. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I don't want to take up your time. Like, I don't want to take up an excess amount of time. Um, so just as far as the... As, as, as far as this venue, right? Because it, it does have to look good. I'm probably thinking that I'm just going to do the same. Go on social media. Kind of hit up some guys that seem to have some nice houses or some people. Yeah. And say, hey, we're looking to have a brand activation we're looking to yeah. have, you know, this this big event. Um, would we be able to use your space? Something like that. Yeah. And before, like, and that's what I'm saying. Because then they go, oh, well, the price is this. You, you get like, you get a few other options. Sure. And then from those few other options, all you do is you find someone who's willing to go put up the money or whatever for it. You get the space. The arbitrage. Oh, all arbit- so it's all arbitrage. Could we quickly go back over that point you just said? So um, I'm going like – because if we want to use someone's space, obviously they're going to charge, right? Yeah. So then I need to look for some, someone some who's going to pay that. Some dudes are just down to have really attractive girls in their fucking space. No one really gets that. Like like if you have – if someone has – if people have really attractive girls in their space, they're usually pretty down, especially if they're kind of nerdy or weird. We tend to forget that. There's a lot of nerd, there's a lot of weird, nerdy dudes out there. You know how I know? Because the picker community exists. <laughs> right. So the hot girls is almost its own assets. It's almost its own yes, resource. It okay. See, this is what's so this is what's so sad about this type of shit is that no one really, no one gets this. Which makes it so easy just to, to fucking outstun on most people when you really understand mm-hmm. what what like high value men find is valuable, what high like what women find is valuable. 
then you just realize that everything that you do, okay, if I just develop, if I just make connections with these type of assets, then I naturally become valuable as shit to everybody. Because I know the common denominator thing that everyone really gives a shit about that consistently adds value. Right. It's like fucking stealing candy from a baby. <laughs> well, it's 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 a good analogy because most of the population is are, are babies, right? In in that sense. Yep. No, this is fantastic. Um, I know your phone's super low, so um, yeah. Th- I mean, this has been amazing, brother. Thank you so much. Dude, literally, the shit I just gave you was like that's that's literally the most straightforward, pragmatic way how I run events every fucking time. That is my system to the T. What? What do I want? What is it going to take to make it happen? Who do I need to make that happen? How do I add value to get them to do what I want them to do? Right. Every time. And then I just, and like, that's it. And then I just put teams and delegate. Plug and play, plug and play, play. And people are like, how do you do this? And I'm like, I just crack up because in my head, I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's not that fucking complicated. But when, when you don't do it and when you don't do it, you think it's a lot that goes into it. And then when you don't understand how to plan effectively and plan accordingly and what to look for, you makes it hard. Right, of course. But it just sounds like a, a gigantic portion, really, of your process is is just social media in and of itself and then yeah. using social media to get in front of the right people to then yeah. add value to them to then get what you want yeah yeah that's fantastic um and and i especially like what you said about running ads i didn't even think of that but that sounds fantastic <laughs> and you're a marketer i know no, no no i know that's that's the <laughs> crazy thing like that's totally the thing i would do and i just haven't thought about it you know what i mean and I think we just we put ourselves in these boxes and these these uh, thought boxes kind of of these limitations that we have and we don't even understand that sometimes what we need is right in front of us, right? All you all you need is for it to be uncovered. Exactly, exactly, and that's that's why this talk has been so valuable. Um, I'm gonna let you go. Thank you so much once again. All right, G. Alrighty, speak to you soon. Love pizza, chicken grease. Live long and prosper. Hey. <laughs> Take Send care. me over that podcast. I will. All right, dude. All right, peace.